today we're going over how to make sure your 401k is working as hard as you do. Welcome to Couple Money, a podcast focused on helping spouses get on the same page, dump their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom together. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Learn how by visiting bankbetter.org. Chances are, if you're investing for your retirement, the bulk of that money is stashed away in your 401k. For those whose employers offer them, they're an easy option to sign up for and contribute towards. But do you feel like you're getting the most out of it? To help sort things out and answer some of your biggest questions, Jonah Kaufman is joining me for this episode. Jonah is a financial advisor at Coastal Wealth Management Services. We're going to go over some key guidelines so the two of you are more comfortable investing in your 401k. In this episode, we're going to discuss why your 401k is a great foundation for retirement savings, what factors to consider when you're investing, and understanding some of the different options that your 401k may offer. Let's get started. There are some huge financial advantages to investing in your 401k. Many of the 401ks offered at work have your contributions go in their pre-tax, which is a double win. That means your contribution has more money going into your account great as you want to invest as much as you can for when you retire. And since that money is taken out pre-tax, it lowers your taxable income now. You won't owe taxes on your contributions until you begin withdrawing from your 401k during retirement. Now, if your company offers a Roth 401k, it's the reverse, meaning you're taxed on your contributions now, but can withdraw tax-free come retirement. Another plus that comes with 401ks is that your company may offer a match for your contributions. Think of it like a bonus for making a smart money move. If your company has this program, when you set aside a certain percentage or contribution from your paycheck, they will match it. And depending how much you pitch in, that can be a significant amount. For 2019, your 401k contribution limit is 19,000 if you're under 50. For those 50 and over, you also have a catch-up contribution limit, and that's going to be $6,000. Don't worry if you're not in a position to max out your 401k yet. Starting earlier is crucial as compound interest can have a huge impact on your savings. One question I've received quite a bit is whether you should invest when you're in debt. And the answer is, it depends. Some things to consider though. If you have high interest debt, you might want to go ahead and Put just the minimum to get the match and then direct all your attention and extra money to paying those debts off first. Why? Because the interest rate on your debt is most likely going to be higher than the return you get with investing. It's kind of like being in the middle of a lake with a boat and a large hole in the bottom. You have to fix that problem first. And if you look at the numbers, you can come out ahead getting just enough to get that match and then directing the rest of your money can be a win-win situation. But of course, this is one of those personal choices that come up with personal finances. So you have to make the decision that's right for you and your family. 
now that you have a better idea of how much you're going to be contributing to your 401k, let's talk about investing. But before you jump in and start weighing your options with what's in your company's 401k, it pays to take some time to consider what type of investor you are. Key thing that I always ask members and clients when understanding their risk tolerance and acumen for investing, and so this would apply to also investing within the 401k is, do you have the skill, the will, and the time mm-hmm. to manage a basket of investments or mutual funds most of the time in this case? Or is it easier to have something that you know, based on my projected retirement, if you will, mm-hmm. what is the, or does the 401k have Mm -hmm. a mutual fund that maybe aligns up within target retirement year, say 2035, 2040, 2045, et cetera. Most of us, especially when we're starting out with our finances and with investing, aren't subject matter experts on the topic. And that's okay. You can always educate yourself and improve your skills in this area. There are many free and affordable ways like this podcast, books, sites, courses that you can learn. And then there are financial experts like Jonah who have the training and expertise and the desire to help you craft a financial plan that fits with your goals. So don't feel like you have to become an expert to invest wisely. You should, though, have a solid foundation, and that includes understanding your risk tolerance. When an investor does, it's important to define your risk tolerance, and your risk tolerance is really how much can you handle the movements of the stock market or bond market or whatever the underlining market you invest in is. Um, And typically a investor is going to be diversified and have assets in both of those two markets for that matter. But 401ks specifically, Mm -hmm. they usually have some sort of risk tolerance worksheet, whether you do that online Mm -hmm. through a a tutorial or a sign up, or you do that just on a periodic basis these can help give you a score and that score Mm -hmm. might help you on a scale of one to 10 or one to a hundred assess where in a risk tolerance ranking provided by the 401k provider you may land or you may fall. When you have an idea of what you're comfortable with, it's easier to figure out what you should be investing in. So that being the case, these types of models can help someone that doesn't necessarily have the time or the will to go in and make regular changes know that they're properly allocated. For someone that chooses to be more hands-on, typically you'll see a 401k has a few options that are not target retirement or target date funds. Mm -hmm. And the investor might follow the risk tolerance questionnaire to define how much of a particular asset class is right for them. And then define a period, whether that's quarterly, semi-annually, or even annually, to go through and review the performance mm-hmm. and make sure that they're still in the right allocation for their risk tolerance. Every company has their own 401k plan, so your employer may have a plan that has a lot of different options, or yours may be a little more limited with the choice. To keep things simple, we're going to group investments today into three basic types, target date funds, actively managed funds, and index funds. 
target date funds are becoming a more popular option. According to Vanguard's How America Saves report for 2019, they found that in 2018, 9 out of 10 plan sponsors offered target date funds. And 52% of all Vanguard participants were invested in a single target date fund. Jonah explains how they can be appealing to certain investors. Now, for the investor that doesn't have the skill well in time, mm-hmm. these are a good investment just based on how they're allocated. The mutual fund company or provider is going to designate the underlying investments to reallocate typically on an annual basis mm-hmm. based on where their analysts feel an investor or saver should be relative to the year associated with the fund. So right now, if a investor is maybe starting out in retirement, maybe they're Mm in their 401k savings, maybe they're looking at a target retirement 2055 to 2060. And the allocation of this fund may be 90 to 95% in the stock market. Mm -hmm. And the remaining 5 to 10% is in maybe the bond market or the cash portion of the fixed income market. So, you know, that's mm-hmm. when an investor doesn't necessarily have the time and doesn't have the energy to say, yeah, I feel comfortable going in and doing this. The second category of investments you may see in your company's 401k is an index fund. So with respect to an index fund, an index fund, which a popular one by name that mm-hmm. maybe recognizes the Standard & Poor's or S&P 500, An index fund is considered a passive investment that is put together by the publisher of a specific indice, basically a a report. They put together Mm -hmm. a regular report, and this indice report is going to define a certain goal. And it's something that the publisher is creating this report, but is not going through and actually selecting a stock or a bond, or the underlying investment. But an indice as a whole tends to be more of a passive investment. And finally, we have actively managed mutual funds. And from our personal experience looking at the 401k offerings, that seems to be what the majority are. A mutual fund that is considered actively managed has a team, maybe, or an individual with analysts working under them that is going to help them define the best assets to hold based on the goal of the fund. Mm -hmm. So for instance, a growth mutual fund that's actively managed may have a goal of purchasing 75% or more of growth stocks that fall into the large cap space. And they have the ability if the stock underperforms or if they feel like a stock is going to be a great performer in the future, Mm -hmm. they have the ability to go through and trade out the stocks as they see fit. Something you may want to consider when reviewing your investment options is evaluating performance and expenses because it can vary greatly fund to fund. Now, the underlining actively managed funds, they tend to be a little more expensive because you are paying for someone Mm -hmm. being or actively making decisions on behalf of the mutual fund for the investors. Whereas the S&P 500 or any other indice, being a passive investment, it's not going to make certain moves if it sees different financial reports about a company. 
S&P 500 is a representation of the U.S. economy. Mm-hmm. And being a representation of the U.S. economy, when they publish that report, they may change sectors over time where you might see that manufacturing is not as much of a weighted portion of the United States annual GDP. Mm-hmm. And maybe tech and industrials are. And so mm-hmm. you'll see an uptick in certain companies and a downtick in others. But by and large, being a passive investment, a indice tends to have a much lower internal charge mm-hmm. or expense because there isn't, or you're not paying as an investor for the expertise and management of the underwriting group that sponsors the fund. Expense ratio is effectively the cost to manage mm-hmm. the fund. So, you know, the lower the expense ratio, it might be that you know, it is something indexed or more passively managed, whereas something may have a higher internal charge because it is, again, or a higher expense ratio because it's more actively managed. So please make sure you do your research up front with your investment options. Whether you go with target date, actively manage, or index funds, understand what you're getting. And just because something costs more, has higher expenses, doesn't automatically mean that you're going to get superior results. You really want to look into this. So however you decide to invest, make sure that you're understanding what your options are and that you're comfortable with the strategy you're taking. This segment is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. If you're looking for better options with banking, please check out Coastal. They offer competitive rates with their checking and savings account, and you can speak with their wealth management services for your particular needs. Find out more at bankbetter.org. Before we wrap up, I want to focus on some key takeaways I got from speaking with Jonah and from preparing for this episode. The first one is understand yourself as an investor. There can be a huge difference between investment returns and investor returns. If you don't understand your risk tolerance and have an asset allocation that's aligned with it, then you're probably going to have some problems with your investments. If you go too aggressive with your investments when you're really more conservative, you're going to be tinkering with them and more than likely you're not going to get the performance that you want. Jonah mentioned a resource that could help you out, maybe having a worksheet to get a better idea of your risk tolerance, but you can also meet with a financial advisor or planner to sit down and get a better sense of what type of investor you truly are. The second is to make sure that you do your homework and objectively review your investments. Since we're talking about your retirement, you really want to be comfortable with what you're investing in. And then finally, Jonah had a great piece of advice about how often you two should check in with your investments. Long-term investments, like investments for retirement, at minimum twice a year, you want to know how your account is doing. So checking the balances twice a year. And then, you know, maybe when you check the balances, also reviewing investment performance, but maybe annually having a major investment review where you say, this is where I'm going to make changes. Now, mm-hmm. making changes too frequently inside the accounts, you're not doing yourself you know, any favors by trying to outthink what the market is going to do. If you'd like to connect with other families working hard to stay on top of their finances, including their retirement, please join us in our free and private Facebook group, Thriving Families. 
We're looking to support one another and help each other out, swapping ideas, stories, and resources. You can find us over at couplemoney.com slash FB. I hope to see you there. Special thanks to Jonah for being a part of the show. If you're in the Triangle area in North Carolina and would like to get personalized help with your finances, get a better banking option, please check out what Coastal has at bankbetter.org. As always, I'll have links in the show notes with the resources we mentioned during our chat, as well as bonuses like our 5 Days to 5K course, which will show you how to find, save, and make money on the side. And don't forget, this is the last week for the Summer of Savings Contest. We're giving away autographed copies of my book, Jumpstart Your Marriage and Your Money, as well as $100. You can find all the details on how you can enter plus more over at couplemoney.com slash summer. I'm going on break next week, but I'm leaving you with a bonus episode during my vacation. Coastal and I teamed up on a limited series podcast called Simplify and Enjoy, and it's all about helping families have less stress and more options, not just with their finances, but also going through lifestyle design topics. We're going to talk about being frugal foodies, getting the best deals on family trips, and the episode I'm going to be sharing next week is Easy Ways for Busy Families to Stay on Top of Their Money. I hope you enjoyed the episode and subscribe to the series. Our theme song was written and performed by Gentle Regime. Additional music by Lee Rosevere. Finally, and most importantly, thank you. I am so grateful for your support. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care. <laughs>